It's been 42 days since the election. There has been plenty of time to find and expose any widespread fraud. It's over. Biden won. The steal has been stopped. Talk about sore losers. Hi there, this is Gary. Welcome to episode 81 of Diary of a Senior Geek, recorded on Tuesday, December 15th, 2020. As usual, let's get started with some news slash opinion. I don't watch the news! Yesterday, Monday, December 14th, 2020, was an historic day for several reasons. First one is that in all 50 states, electoral college delegates joined to cast their votes. The count was 302 votes for Joe Biden and 232 votes for our current incumbent president. Coincidentally, this is exact the exact electoral count as four years ago in 2016 when the incumbent uh, won the electoral vote with 302 votes to 232 votes that were cast for Hillary Clinton. At that time, our current president returned to this vote count as a landslide. As President-elect Biden noted in a speech yesterday, by his own standards, our current president lost this election by a landslide. Another thing that happened yesterday is the first doses of the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine started to be administered in the United States. It was going to frontline healthcare workers. This is very good news, but as my brother said to me yesterday, we really are seeing the light at the end of this tunnel, but we need to navigate through the darkest part of the tunnel to reach it. It's still projected that there will be at least another 200,000 deaths before enough folks in the United States have been vaccinated, so that life can return to something similar to what was normal until about mid-March of this year. Yeah, this has only been going on since March earlier this year. It's hard to believe, isn't it? Another thing that happened is some dude named Barr, mostly famous for being a toady to our current president, resigned as the U.S. Attorney General as of December 23rd. I think. Nobody seems to be sh sure of the exact date. That'll be less than a month from when he would have been replaced by somebody in the Biden administration, which is strange. Maybe it's because he, for once in his life, told the truth and said that his department had found no evidence of widespread voter fraud, disturbing the tranquility of the fantasy world our current president is living in. Speaking of which, our current president still claims that there was widespread voter fraud and that he won several key states by, as he says, a lot. For some reason, about one-third of the electorate appears to believe him, despite the fact that, one, this was one of the most closely watched elections in U.S. history, two, it was referred to as the most secure election in U.S. history by the president's own election security departments, and three, the president's lawyers have not been able to produce any evidence that'll stand up in court of widespread fraud. Because here on Earth One, there was no widespread voter fraud. Of course, there were a few irregularities discovered. Over 155 million people voted in this election, a record number of voters in a presidential election. Given that every state has its own voting rules and regulations, and each precinct or county in those states is manned with volunteers, some mistakes are inevitable, 
even if they were man manned by professional people. We're all human. People make mistakes. So yes, there were some irregularities found, but none that came anywhere near changing the results of the election. It's been 42 days since the election. There has been plenty of time to find and expose any widespread fraud. It's over. Biden won. The steal has been stopped. Talk about sore losers. I've heard Republican and conservative talking heads say that liberals and progressives, in other words, Democrats, developed an irrational hatred towards our current president from the moment he was elected and have been trying to get him out of office any way they could for the last four years. They are correct that the Democrats were very concerned about this president's ability to do the job of the U.S. president. Those fears weren't helped by the president's early behavior. He disputed clear photographic evidence that the crowd size at his inauguration was smaller than that of the previous election. He assigned the job of National Security Advisor to Michael Flynn, in spite of being warned by the outgoing president and the Department of Justice, and I believe a few more people, that Michael Flynn had been compromised by foreign governments and was susceptible to blackmail. And then he also banned people from Muslim-majority countries from entering the U.S. with no notice whatsoever. And that was just the first week. I will tell you that most of us on the left don't hate our current president. From watching him on TV and reading about him, I suspect that he is profoundly mentally ill, not very intelligent, ignorant of how the U.S. government works, and, for those reasons, incompetent to be president of the United States, and he has been ever since he was sworn in. In my opinion, he's also been violating both emoluments clauses, the foreign and domestic emolument clauses in the Constitution, from the moment he was sworn in and should have been impeached immediately. But I digress. His recent inability to admit that he lost the election, in spite of overwhelming evidence, does nothing to dissuade me of my initial assessment of the state of his mental health or his competence. My understanding is that he still has not given up trying to overturn the results of the election, even after the electoral votes were certified and counted by the states. This clearly violates the U.S. Constitution, an impeachable offense. After this point, anyone who still supports him in this quixotic quest is also violating the Constitution and possibly committing a federal crime. And that's all I have to say about that. Dang straight. So, I still have lots to talk about, but even though we're having a stay-at-home holiday season, there's still various holiday tasks cutting into my writing and recording time. I'd also like a couple weeks without any kind of a deadline, so I'm going to take the rest of the year off for both podcasts. It'll be nice having two or maybe three weeks off without any kind of a deadline. Maybe I'll actually get bored. I haven't felt bored in a long time. I don't know about you, but for me, boredom usually quickly leads to some kind of creative activity, in one form or another. In the meantime, enjoy whatever winter solstice celebration you prefer. Best wishes to you and yours. Eh. This week's joke. Scott, what did you get your wife for Christmas? Brian, she told me nothing would make me happier than a diamond necklace. Scott, so you got her diamonds? Brian. No, I got her nothing.
Uh, that's great. Listen, you're a real hoot. If you have feedback, especially better jokes, that's like one of my last AARP jokes. It's from last Christmas. But they're not putting them in the AARP newsletter anymore, so I'm having to find jo my jokes elsewhere. Anyway, uh, if you have feedback, please send me an email at seniorgeek49 at gmail.com. Ah! As you well know by now, if you've been listening to this podcast at all, my Patreon page is at patreon.com slash seniorgeek. If you can, please pledge at least $2 a month if you think this is worth $2 a month. Once again, thanks to Sam Coulter and Greg Balin for their continued support. Want me to give you a shout-out? Then pledge! That's all it takes right now. If I get up to a few hundred uh, patrons, I might not be able to shout-out everybody, but for now, any patrons I have are going to get a shout-out in every podcast. If you have an Apple device, open the podcast app, search for Diary of a Senior Geek, and rate it five stars. I mean, assuming you think it's worth five stars. You have no idea how much that'll help. As I've said before, you can send me feedback at SeniorGeek49 at gmail.com. Be the first ever to actually send me feedback at that email address. I will be thrilled. And after the first of the year, look for my new companion podcast, well, relatively new, uh, Tales of a Senior Geek at anchor.fm slash seniorgeek49. There's a link in the notes. I'm working on getting that one on Apple Podcasts as well. That's it for this week. Wear a mask and keep your distance when you're out in public. Don't share your air. Black Lives Matter. Be the bigger person. There's about 35 days to the inauguration. Hang in there. See you next year. This is Gary Fisher for Diary of a Senior Geek. Peace. Would you mind going out and crossing the boulevard when the lights are against you?